Hey guys, I'm just setting up and getting ready to start broadcasting on different channels. I try to make this one short because I just never know when I'm going to get interrupted. So I never know when I'm going to get interrupted. So I try to need something to hold this. So I try to be as um, quick as possible, I guess you could say. Okay, so today's broadcast is called African Africa is in danger and hey Colby. Oh my gosh, it's Colby. Hi. Um, so today's broadcast is called Africa is in danger and Africans are clueless. Um, so there's a story, there's a famous story, it's a Latin story about there's a there's a there's a famous story about Oedipus. There's two stories, Oedipus and um I'm sure you know these stories, uh, Colby, Oedipus and the, the one about the guy in the cave. And the guy in the cave story is about a, the guy in the cave story is about a, um, a man who, who was in a cave. It was a, a, a bunch of cave dwellers. The cave dwellers, and people, people often use that story for motivation, but I actually think it's a very disturbing story. Um, There's some cave dwellers who are blind, blind cave dwellers. And uh, they only see shadows on a wall. And all of them just see the shadows on the wall. They're, they're, they live in this place and all they think everything is two dimensional. All they see are the shadows on the wall. Then one day, one of them decides, hey, I'm gonna leave the cave and I'm gonna go see uh, what's outside of the cave. So they go outside of the cave. So this person goes outside of the cave and, um, and sees that there are these trees um, and the trees are, I'm, I'm, I think I'm butchering the story, but the trees are three-dimensional and he sees what they look like. He tries to go back and tell the people in the cave, hey, there's more to life than this cave. There are these trees that are outside of the cave and he, they think he's crazy. They chase him out and he can never live in the cave again because he doesn't feel, he, see, he understands something about the world that they can't understand and they can't understand him. So he is considered crazy and he can never go back. That's the first story. The second story is about Oedipus. Oedipus uh, was a man who was also on going on a journey. He um, was told by an oracle that he was gonna kill his father and marry his mother. And he was like, this is crazy, what are you talking about? So he goes on his journey and he sees uh, a man on the road or something and he doesn't know this guy or whatever. Anyway, he ends up killing the guy. Um, and then there's a woman and the woman is unrecognizable for some reason and he marries her. And it's, I'm butchering the story completely, but he ends up do, fulfilling the prophecy. So um, they often call it the uh, self-fulfilling prophecy or the Oedipus complex or something. I can't remember what they call it. I'm butchering these stories, but the point I'm trying to make is that the road to success or the road to whatever you think, for because I'm speaking to Africans, I'll say the road to the Western world or to America or whatever, uh, are littered with bodies of people who are trying to warn you that you know it's difficult and you have to do things that you have to do things a certain way to become successful or you change and things like that. And at the end of the day, uh, people don't hear the story, hear the messages completely. Um, because they're choosing not to. Now, there's many people in America, Black people, who are successful. You're doing great, LL Norris. Thank you. Um, 
there are many there are many people, black people, like you see people who are who rise to success. Jordan Peele just won an Oscar for um Jordan Peele just won an Oscar for his movie Get Out. Um, and it's an amazing, amazing concept of a movie. And he himself is amazing for, for coming up with it and fighting. He said he almost quit 20 times. And there's a reason he almost quit 20 times. Denzel Washington gave a speech that said, you know, it's hard. And the reason it's the reason uh, the, that we have the great people that we have today is because the process is hard. And a lot of times we also are like the people in the guy in the cave who left and can never go back. A lot of um, black Africans who come to America can never go back to Africa. And that's one of the reasons why um, Africa is in danger because the bright minds who leave oftentimes have a hard time coming back. And at the same time, the government, the people in Africa never really set up a system where they're encouraging blacks in the diaspora to come back and contribute because for some reason, we're all so busy tearing each other down and hating each other and calling each other different names that we don't always realize that the person, the brother, the sister who is right across the aisle is the very person that can have the antidote for your problems because we're so busy hating that person for who that person what that person reflects in us or what we we think that that person is that's a long and convoluted way of getting into the heart of what i'm trying to say today which is that africa is in danger we all watched the movie um black panther and it was an amazing feat of video video everything about it was just really great to me it was like it was like finally it wasn't like this whole revolutionary thing that I think some people got from it. For me, it was like, finally, finally, people are telling a story where we have diverse roles, where we have um, where we have dissenting views. But but we are also like we're not just stereotypes. We are uh, a we are a, a plethora of just different uh, feelings and emotions and ways of being. And it's not in some corny you know, um, stereotypical, um, I don't even want to say stereotypical, but it's not like we're an afterthought. We are front and center, the real deal, three-dimensional, right in your face. And the story is, we are central to the story. Um, despite the fact it's a universal story, whatever, but we are the story. Um, and for some reason, this concept was so weird to people that it became so revolutionary um, when it's really a story that should be told. Um, another story that I'll tell is uh, The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid that we all love, the Disney story, is everyone finds it so beautiful um, and you know a whole new world and blah, blah, blah. And that's really the gen general Disney formula right there. When someone leaves a town and then you, know, you look at Moana and all the, the newer movies and stuff like that, somebody who feels like they have something in them and then they go and get that thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, their life is better. They live happily ever after. But the true story of the little mermaid, actually the process of the mermaid losing their legs and turning it into, I mean, losing their, their flippers and turning it into legs is excruciating process that is so painful. And there's just so much darkness in the original story of the little mermaid because the pro that process of that person is going through to transform 
into that dream that they see only in the distance and they kind of feel like they want it is extremely painful and hard and they can and and she probably could never go back and she loses her voice in the movie so there's a little bit of that pain in the movie where she loses her voice the original little mermaid story is a horror story yes colby yes it is i heard about that and i was just like it but it's the truth that's what things are so you can't really look for morality in disney because oftentimes it fails to tell you the actual um the actual pain that goes through the process of getting there and it's like it's like how when you go on a website and you don't click and you you they say oh do you agree to the terms and conditions or whatever and and you just click yes because you want to just get to the to the thing at the end of the day but you didn't read that so you don't know what the the baggage that comes along with that pain is actually going to be so that is a that's the that's the idea that I'm trying to paint in the picture of. I I feel like I'm trying, like even as I'm saying these things, I, sometimes I'm trying to speak my words to Africans, especially to my brothers and sisters in Nigeria who I lived with and in Nigeria and know and I know the mindsets and I know the mentalities of people who go through this entire process of trying to acquire um, the language of the of uh, the West and the sciences and the education and things like that, instead of building and cultivating an environment, like it's an entire continent of billions of people and it's so beautiful and so vast and diverse and you want to put yourselves in a box. And that's the problem that I have. That's a, that's my pain. That's my sadness. That's why I say blossom where you're planted. I think that there are people in, even here in the United States, in uh, underserved communities, and because they're underserved, some sometimes they they switch up underserved and make it undeserving. But you are not undeserving. You can and should make a way for yourself, um, even with the little that you have, um, and not wait or beg or, or beg. That's the part that I hate is the begging for um, for someone else to deliver you. I believe that you have everything that you need. And that you can get it, and that you should get it, um, you know, in whatever way you whatever way you find the best way to get it. I don't know. I don't know how to like transpire what I'm saying, but I just have been overwhelmed with this frustration, with the lack of progress. I'm also seeing China move into Africa, and there are people with mixed feelings about that whole thing. And I'm just feeling this burden of frustration that I just feel the need to voice. And the best way that I find to voice it is by um, making these videos and talking it out and trying to uh, help people to understand what I'm seeing. Um, what I'm seeing is that people, like what I said in the beginning of this video is Africa is in, is, 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 um, is in danger and Africans are clueless by that is that is a dual statement it is a statement of um concern but it's also a statement it's a statement of concern for africans to be alerted but it's also a statement for the people who are endangering africa to be alerted because africa he said well, that's trying to trying to get out it's also a statement for the people who are hurt, uh, who are the ones doing the damage to be alerted because you need to understand if someone is clueless, if you're going around, 
it's like the whole rape thing when people are raping women. Apparently, you know, people being rapey is supposed to is normalized in many communities. But if someone does not like, like it's like being it's like if someone is drunk, and a woman is drunk, it's considered. It, there's we recently said that it's illegal to rape a woman when they're drunk, which is ridiculous for it not to have been said before. Because if someone doesn't know that you're invading them, that you are doing something to them against their will that they probably wouldn't be okay with if they were aware and conscious of that fact, then you should not be doing that to them. It's not like they should be able to get all the details and the disclosure of what you are about to do. And if they don't understand or they don't know, then it's probably not okay for you to do it. And what I'm saying is that you can't blame Africa's illiteracy for the reason you're doing bad things to them. You can't blame Africa for, you know, okay, because they're illiterate, because, oh, they, they're sitting on a gold mine and they're uneducated. Um, they don't know what to do with it. So we should just move them out of the way, make them work in the mines, and we should take the gold and the diamonds. That's not okay. You know, if like a woman is walking around with a gold mine between her legs and she's drunk and you're just like, well, she doesn't, and you just want to take the gold. Um, that's not okay either. So um, that's kind of the, that's the burden. That's the weight. That's the frustration. That's the sadness that I have. I have lived in Africa. I've lived in an African village. I know what is going on there. I know that people are, you know, some of them are even dazzled by the West and they think it's so beautiful and wonderful and they dream to go there, but they don't realize that they go, they're going, they're venturing out like the man from the cave. They may never be able to go back and bring the antidote to their family. If they are, if they lose themselves in that process at the same time, they can, uh, 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 um, they're being molested by the very people that they are trying to pursue and get the, get treasures or, you know, the antidote from. So I actually think that would be a really cool concept for a story that maybe I'll write one day, but that, that, that itself is, is the paradox, the painful paradox that dark skinned black, brown people have to to live with every single day. So when I say Africa is in danger and Africans are clueless, that is the paradox. That I'm, that's the paradoxical picture that I'm trying to paint. Let's see what Kobe's been saying. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad they're helping to develop parts of Africa, but it's also just another form of co colonialism. I, that's that's kind that's what I'm trying to say. I'm great. I'm it's, I'm grateful that supposed development is happening. I don't I don't you know I'm glad that people will get clean water and roads and things like that. But there's a but there is a um, debt that will be incurred for the work that is being done in Africa, and that debt is going to have to be paid. And if you're not also educating the populace, which I heard that they're teaching them Chinese now, uh, I actually know that for a fact. I know somebody in Nigeria who's taking uh, lessons in uh, I think Mandarin or so. Um, so, but if you're not educating them to the point where and then okay, so now everyone will speak English and Chinese. We'll, when will when will we talk about them? learning their own languages, developing their own cultures into something greater. You're completely doing these things at the expense of the indigenous cultures that are beautiful and worthy of preservation. Um, so it's that give and take that is so, 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 so disturbing to me. Let me finish reading Colby's comments. I'm also super torn on the issue and I'm proficient in Chinese. I don't think there's anything wrong with learning Chinese. I started learning Japanese myself 
just for fun uh, for a while. But then I was like, okay, let me become fluent in my native, my parents' native language first. Um, I respect the people, culture, and language, and so do I. But I hate colonialism. Period. Leave Africa alone, please. I, I'm, and I'm there with you, Colby. I, I don't think that people should be left in a box or isolated. I don't think blacks or Africans should be isolated in any way, shape, or form. I think we should be functional parts of society. But the, but the fact of the matter is, right now, one of the beauties of um, Black Panther is that we see a culture that was developed. But if you think about the story of how that culture got developed, they remained in isolation for like 60 years, building with the building and also learning from other cultures. Other cultures do not give Africa an opportunity to learn and grow using their information. It's like, it's not this equal exchange. It's not like it's, okay, you, here's some information. Here's how you can help yourself, which we have that knowledge. We know how Africa could, you know, it's like you, it's like, here's some information, but you have to come back and work for us if you want to use that information or you, you completely have to lose yourself in order, like you can't just integrate the knowledge into your society. During the time when um, slavery and uh, colonization happened, when people were literally taken away from their families and taken to the West to work for somebody else. During that period of time, why was it, in, it why was it inconceivable to just have normal trade relations with the Africans? Why was it inconceivable to not do this at the barrel of a gun? Why why wasn't it why didn't they think, okay, well let's 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 do this whole thing fairly and teach people and then have them integrate with us or whatever, whatever. I know why, because it's a power play. It's a, it's a power struggle. It's wanting to grab at resources. It's all these types of things. But it's people having this desire and this tendency to dominate and control. And I don't think every culture is like that. I think uh, the I think European cultures are more so like that. Not all of them, but many of them, because of this idealization of the Roman Empire and the way that they look at things is all about conquest, everything about it. And even the capitalism that we practice today and the democracy that we practice today are all mirrors of this Roman Empire thing. Colby's saying a lot of good stuff and I'm sure it's good to read it. Um, she's also said, absolutely, question, do you think if black Americans pumped more American dollars into Africa that we could make a difference? So that is actually a really good question. I've been talking about that with my friends lately and I personally have this idea I think would be amazing. I think if we, if there was some kind of system set up where, and I think your answer, the answer to quick answer to what you're saying or your your asked question is yes. Um, I the 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 um my idea that I came up with with my friend, which I was telling my friend, but I don't know if it's possible. I don't know. I don't know if I'm the one to execute on this. But I'm gonna put the idea into the into the universe. Basically, setting up a system where if you ever watch the show Shark Tank, the Shark Tankers. The uh, sharks, who are these billionaires, sit at this table, and somebody comes up to the table and come into the room and tell them their idea. Now, the sharks have an opportunity to either give them a loan or give them a um, uh, uh, something, um, an investment that will have to be returned with equity. Or that person, in exchange, that person would give them information, knowledge, resources, and connections to be able to build their company. And that company itself will then return dividends back to them. This, in my mind, is a fair exchange as long as the price is um, equivalent and also allows that person to sustain themselves and their company once that person is fully paid back and moves on. Um, 
that is the or if there's a if that's the arrangement or whatever but that is the type of 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 kind of um ecosystem that i think would help africa thrive i think if you allow the people who are in africa to be the ones to come up with the ideas that are good for their community instead of creating something and then slapping it on them and being like here this is what you guys use even like i love the clintons i love everybody who's doing all these things with wells and things like that but those are actually western solutions that they're like oh we see africa we see what you look like and what you guys need so here's our solution we're going to raise money and and we're going to put it into a solution that we think is good for you and we're going to just force that upon them upon uh, africans and be like oh this is what you need and i feel like that's the dynamic that's been effing up africa for a very long time which is like in Africa just kind of is like, oh, well, these guys want to help us. Here's the solution. We'll just take it because many of them are illiterate. And when I say illiterate, when I say illiterate, I don't mean everybody's just like not, not intelligent or dumb or anything like that. When I say illiterate, I mean a lot of them are like borderline literate. Like they can speak broken English or some versions of English. And it'd be hard for me to explain what I've, what have I, what I've encountered but there are some concepts, some nuances in the English language that are not, that they don't pick up on. So if a person is talking about something that's a very complex topic, it's difficult for the comprehension to be fully there. I don't know how, how to explain it fully without take, taking a huge long uh, uh, sequitur or uh, you know going off on a tangent for a really long time. So I won't, but what I'll say is that my, my huge, uh, my huge suggestion, my big, my big idea is to allow, when you're trying to help a community, allow the community to be the ones to come up with the, with the solutions to their problems because they know the community best. That, like they know it better than you, than, than the people who are, are going to be. So if you came up with a way for people to um, create, like they came up with the solutions and you're like, okay, we have the money, we have knowledge of different science and whatever, whatever, and we'll give you guidance. Um, you can choose who among us you want to be your help because some people might be more better at of mentoring a small business or a person. Some people might be better at that than others, just like in the current ecosystem, the current startup ecosystem. Some people might be better at giving advice and help at, than others. So that person can then choose who they want to be their mentor or their coach or whatever you want to call it, your investor, partner, um, equity partner, shareholder, whatever. You can choose. The person can choose. And then maybe they heard that this person is really good at giving advice, but being kind of hands-off, laissez-faire about the way that they help. Um, and then find and that, but then that person will give you finance or whatever, or maybe you want more help. Maybe you're very uneducated, very literate, but you, but you, but you know you have the great, you have the, uh, you have all this other stuff. So then you can say, okay, I want this person because they're going to be a little bit more uh, helpful, hands-on. They'll show me. They'll be able to bring on more partners and things like that or whatever. But I think a process where there's an education happening, mentorship, guidance, and and and, and yet investment. Um, I think that's the solution that I think Africa needs because a lot of people, they know their landscape, they know their environment, but a lot of them don't have the education because of the nature of the beast. When colonizers came to Africa, they destroyed every opportunity 
for Africa to develop on their own when they could have just engaged with them like people, you know, some of them didn't even consider Africans as human beings at the time. But at that time, if they had had that foresight, they probably, you know, it would have been better for them to, because maybe they did have the foresight, but they chose to paint a picture that was unfavorable. But whatever they decided, they decided to destroy their culture, destroy their religions, destroy their uh, statues, destroy their writings and everything like that, and convince them that they needed this other thing. And I went through, if you don't know the whole, like some of that history of colonial colonialism, uh, I did a video yesterday, a live broadcast yesterday, reading the Wikipedia page on Christianity and colonialism. And I painted the entire picture about what happened there. And it was literally a wiping out of culture. Um, and that process is continuing today, including with the Native Americans that live in America today. All of it is continuing to happen. And that's the burden. That's the sadness. That's the frustration that I walk around with daily. And I and, I, and people are not understanding it when I explain it to them. But um, because it takes too long to explain, obviously. So that's why I'm, I'm venting it out through these videos. Um, I personally want to be, and I don't want to just be a not a, a, um, a problem, a problem. Uh, I don't want to just talk about problems. I want to talk about solutions. So let me take a little bit of time right now to talk about solutions. Toby asked a, a, an amazing question about can African Americans pump more American dollars into Africa? I think that's a great idea. I think another great idea would be mentorship, but mentorship with the intention of sending people back. If someone created a website, for example, of like American mentors or something, and hopefully it wouldn't become some kind of weird uh, human trafficking rink, but because these terrible things happen in this world. Um, but, you know, people mentoring, um, medical missions, things like that, they have like no alternative agenda. Like, I, I can't understand why people can't see these things and just be good people. But these are the type of things that people need and the investment dollars will be great. But I think that that could easily become a process of people being ripped off or feeling, you know, dejected or whatever. I think that it's that you don't want to just throw money at a problem or throw something at a problem and then leave it hands off and let people just do what they want to do. I think there has to be some process of like, you know, seeing it through helping people, you know, if someone tells you, okay, I want to be educated or whatever, I want to learn, I want to be a doctor one day, you don't just say, okay, here's money for medical school, figure it out. That person will take that money. You don't know. The person may take the money and invest it somewhere and just be like, forget the medical school thing. That person may take the money and, and, and put it and, you know, gamble or who knows what the person will do with the money. But the fact of the matter is, the lessons that we learned here in America growing up, I grew up in America predominantly. Um, I watched I watched Disney movies and I watched, uh, you know, things like the Brady Bunch way beyond this, way past this time. But I watched all these shows about like hard work, overcoming and positive things and, you know, trying to trying to make the world a better place and things like that. So my mindset is a little bit different from somebody in Africa. I, some, I once had a conversation with people about my time in Africa and it was kind of I, the kind of the discussion was that I personally am like a domesticated beast. I'm not calling Africans beasts, but hear, hear me out. I'm like a domesticated beast that cannot be go back to the wild. There's a lot of things 
a lot of weight. I can go back per se. I have family there and everything like that, but it won't be the same. There are things that are different. And because of that, I think it's better to educate people who can be in that environment or who are more adept or know have connections or know how to do things, educating them, giving them resources, connecting to them in various ways, than to go in there and do pretty much colonization 2.0 or uh, just telling people what to do. I think it's difficult. I know it's hard, but I, I, I believe that this system is possible. And honestly, like, I want to dedicate all my time to making something like that work. If, you know, some, if some foundation decide, or if I even started a, you know, GoFundMe or something like that, or a page where I could literally create a, a way of doing these things, maybe that's what I should do. Because I feel like there's a, there's a gap. There's a gap between my desire and the possibility. And maybe potentially, you know, if people are, are getting on board, great advice. Thank you, Hobie. I think potentially if people like if people get on board with these ideas and if I'm seeing a lot of positive response to these ideas, then maybe I will do that. Maybe I'll start some kind of um, program or I'll start, you know, maybe selling little products or items or something like that. That people that the money will be then take taken and used to support and invest in business owners and people in Africa who actually, you know, have the vision and wisdom and and desire to to do something greater. So I don't know. That's a really good idea. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway. Uh, this is all I'm going to say today. I just wanted to, um, I just wanted to put that. I just wanted to do this video today, um, and hopefully just get the stuff that was bothering me this morning out of my head and into the universe. And now I think I have a really good idea for a potential project. Um, I just, you know, have to execute on it and build a community and an ecosystem that is able to let that idea thrive. So. Hopefully that that's something that will be happening soon and coming forth. Colby, we need to like connect. We need to connect. We need to connect. Um, but uh, that is all I'm doing for today. And uh, as always, blossom where you're planted. Peace, everybody.